Hello. Welcome to Desiring Brother. <laughs> Which voice is this? I would have I would have nailed that. Who is speaking I right now? That, except you just like spewed your coffee. <laughs> he did a great job. <laughs> Try again. <All> right. <laughs> Go away. I'm loving this. I don't like you. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that's a, that sounds like up. Yeah. The, uh, the Boy Scout. Russell, like, Russell. Hello. My name is Russell. <laughs> I'm trying to get closer to the, the link. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. We're using all of that. <laughs> Just start. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Desiring Brethren Podcast. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> hey, it's me, Dave. <laughs> So uh, Tanner and Jackson got tired of me being lazy and dragging mm-hmm. me around, and so go on. They have said, "Dave, it's time to grow up and lead a podcast," and this is what they get. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. the joke, the joke is on you. Right, it's an ironic uh, topic for sure. <laughs> joining me is, oh, yeah, I'm I'm official. I run things, but I now I ha- am confused because I don't know who comes after Dave. Do well, I I'm Tanner Hoffs. Ah! <laughs> You're always last. I am Jackson O'Brien. Right on. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is a new thing. Um, if it's not clear, like you are actually the anchor of this podcast. <laughs> you don't know it, but the people need you. The people like hear me and Tanner go off, and they're like, "Where's my center? I need to come back to reality for a second. And then Dave steps in. Right. We make a beautiful point, and Dave goes. Uh, or like, <laughs> <laughs> see, normally I'm I'm sort of zoned out during the whole podcast, and then I hear Jackson say something ridiculous, and then I, then I pipe up. I'm like, that's just stupid. Like, come on, are you kidding me? But because I uh, because I'm a good host, we'll move on. How about that transition? <laughs> All right, today we're talking about uh, something. Something pretty important, I think. Close to your heart, I think. Close especially. to my heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about vigilante justice. If you guys, if you guys, let's not be like ridiculous and say superpowers, but ju- let's just pretend that you were like Jason Bourne. You have the training to to take people down. Would you put on a, some tights and go fight crime? The thing is, I'm at, I'm at a turning point in my life. And this conversation comes at a really good time for me because uh, my underground wrestling career has just taken off. <laughs> and I think there was this guy, and I let him go in the elevator because he robbed the guy who I didn't like. Right. And I really got to figure out, like, should I have stopped him? Uh. And uh, with this great power, what should I do with that? Well, yeah, and who knows what kind of tragic incident could happen I mean, if you let the guy go too, though, right? Yeah. It's a good thing your uncle wasn't picking you up. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, no, I totally I, like because then my views of pacifism would change, and I'd just yeah. be busting heads all day. Plus, your views of pacifism <laughs> are based on your muscle size. Yeah, and and is? how like uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word? Not flexible, coordinated. Well, so none of us actually have the uh, the means. I have my blue belt. Tanner, you live in Vancouver, which is like just rough, yeah. like basically Gotham. It's like 
Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, it's got the rain down, but that's about it. Like, yeah. What would your reaction be if there was some, like, vigilante started in Vancouver? I think there is one. There is one? I was, look- I was looking at your list of real-life superheroes, and there's one for yeah. Vancouver, okay. but I have never heard of him. I don't know if there's, like, a Justice League or something, but there is that person. No. What? The Justice? <laughs> <laughs> like a... Okay, we're blurring real life, but not. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the Justice League is real. <laughs> when Superman showed up? <laughs> I'm talking about the Rain City superheroes, right? They're yeah. like a mock Justice yeah, in, League thing, uh, right? in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Booyah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about them. Yeah, I was just... Uh, I was on the old YouTube... Go on. I was trying to find if there were actual vigilantes out there, and I came across this guy Phoenix Jones, mm. and uh, he's yeah. he's like uh, he's an MMA fighter. He just wanted to make the streets a safer place. Like he's got good intentions. He's and he he doesn't actually seem too crazy. His backstory is like a superhero's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the criteria. Yeah. Go ahead, Tanner. I mean, he's like. Well, his dad was killed in a burglary. Although his dad might have been the burglar. I'm not yeah. a little con- Yes. Yeah. So he, like, grew up as an orphan and then, like, realized he was special and not like the other kids. And, like, mm. he's just got, like, every trope in the book. And, and, he, and he, like, he gathered a, a group of other heroes around him for a while, which I th- apparently has disbanded. Yeah. And, and they sort of they sort of looked like Halloween. But he, I have to say his costume is legit. Like, it looks silly because it's a superhero costume. Yeah. But it also looks awesome because it looks like it's not just homemade. Right. Or someone wearing Yeah, it does look pretty cool. It looks like someone who draws comics made his costume. Right. The vibe that I picked up from, the, from uh, the Rain City superheroes was that they were more just like a neighborhood watch that wore costumes. Yeah. Like, isn't that what all superheroes are at the end? Uh, Is no, because they have superpowers. over the city. Yeah, but I no, mean, Batman doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, but like Batman walks in and beats criminals to a pulp, whereas these guys like hope that the, just their presence stops people from breaking into a car, like prevented it, right? and then they call the cops if they see something. Yeah, no, no, but he he said that he's been shot. Yeah, that he's been stabbed. Yeah, he, yeah, he has stories. <laughs> that probably happened. They probably it's legit. It probably happened. He's probably gotten in some fights. I don't know what to think of. Like, you guys know what they, they always say when you when you come across someone drowning, they're like in a river or something or in a lake. They're like, oh, don't go jump in after them because then you'll die too. And it's like this terrible thing they tell you. Or maybe that's when yes. there's other. No, like, no, they teach you that in first aid. Yeah. And I've always thought that's the dumbest thing mm. ever. Oh, like, yeah. like, if I see someone drowning... I should go in after them. Right. And that's that's sort of the that's that's what the police say about these groups cuz they're like, well, this isn't illegal to like walk around and and try and prevent crime, but but it, we don't advise it cuz it's bad for your safety like. Yeah. But I'm, I but I just think but they're looking out for other people. Like this is this is selflessness, isn't it? Ah, man. So what to your question about like if you were on the street late at night, I think, like, of course I would feel safer. Well, yes. I would also feel safer because, like, I'm not as likely to be dis- to be confused with a bad guy that they're going to, like, vigilante beat up without due process, right? Yeah. 
it's like there's this whole conundrum here of like more people go on the streets to make it feel safer, but then there's more people ready for violence on the streets. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like more violent incidents will happen because those people are ready for violence. This is the same logic as gun ownership in the States, yeah. right? Is if you have enough guns around, then the good guys with a gun can shoot the bad guys with a gun. Yeah. Which which is vigilante justice, sort of. It's, you know, a citizen taking it into his own hands, which I think just leads to more people being shot. Dave, would you feel safer? Yeah. With the vigil- with vigilantes walking. Around. Well, well, I think it sort of has to extend, right? Like, the the logical progression would be: if you feel safer about cop presence, you should feel safer about. What if you don't feel safe around cops? Uh, you don't you don't trust cops yeah. um, to to administer justice rightly. You think they're yeah really really awful, and then you say, "Oh boy, I'm glad there's some." vigilantes who are like keeping the cops accountable and actually taking care of the real crime yeah like i I think i think that vigilantism is i think it's always the result of the belief in the broken system really you think it's the police's fault no i think this is a hot take no like the (laughs) the like if someone's like okay i'm gonna become a vigilante that person feels there's a need they say there's not enough manpower or people are being overlooked right or criminals aren't yes. getting the justice that they deserve right and even phoenix jones's story was one of the reason he became a vigilante was because i think his son was hurt or injured and then he and the police failed to come in time to help and then he was also in a, another accident when the police failed to come it, it's it, yeah you're right like it's going to come out of a belief there's a need for this mm-hmm I mean, are you somebody who naturally says, let's let's work within a broken system to reform it? Or are you somebody who jumps to, we need a new pure system? I think I, for the most part, believe in our system hmm. because, well, my dad's a police officer. <laughs> so I have to say it. <laughs> but uh, Should have revealed that earlier, maybe. <laughs> but, like, there, police have checks and balances, right? If they if they go to line, there's consequences. Do they, Dave? Do they? <laughs> Do they? If if they go to this line, get there's consequences. Whereas a vigilante just runs around. He's above the law, right? This is like every superhero movie ever, mm-hmm. where they're chasing down Batman because he does whatever he wants. Right. Whereas police, they always have to be able to justify the amount of force they used. They're not allowed to just beat someone up, right? Right, yeah. Aren't they, Dave? <laughs> Aren't they? Aren't they? Because of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally on both sides. I love doing that. If you're talking about someone who's just, I want to be a, a figure that people are aware of and that my presence prevents crime and when I see something going down, I'm going to intervene legally. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you think that's what Christians should do? Uh, yeah, if you feel called to, yeah. <laughs> Dave, you're all about the calling. But I am. <laughs> it's pretty much just like whatever everybody's emotions are and what they think God approves of. Okay, well, you just call it a calling and Dave's cool with it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, that's that's what you 
like that's what people can say to justify whatever they want but i mean the truth is god's not saying to every single person i want you to live life the exact same way hmm. right like so you're saying some God calls some people to vigilantism. I'm saying that he tells people. <laughs> of course he is. I'm saying that he has different jobs for different people. No, no. Say yes or no. <laughs> Does God call some people to be vigilantes? Well, you'd have to define. Are you? How are you defining vigilantism? Dave, don't weasel. <laughs> no. Like a politician. No, I don't think calling is a response to the gospel. And I think that the gospel, if we want to, I, I zoned out for a second. But I think if we have semi-affirmed that vigilantism, I, Tanner, you're still not convinced that violence has to be a part of vigilantism, are you? I think it, it often is, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And so I don't think that people can be called to violence. No, no, no but self-defense or a defense of the poor or the, the marginalized. Yeah. I'm good with that. Oh, I don't. Oh, that makes me quiver. Okay. So this is the example of machine gun preacher, right? Who's converted from his biker awful lifestyle and then is convinced God's calling him to protect against the kidnapping of children for child soldiers in, I don't know where he was. He was in, uh, was he in Sudan? Uh, he, yeah, was convinced like God is calling me pretty much to work outside the law because this is a lawless society where the government isn't protecting these kids. Hmm. And therefore I'm going to amass this group in Africa and we're going to have big guns and we're going to stop people or we're going to take back children that have been kidnapped, which is like a violent thing. But he felt like, Oh, God's clearly calling me to protect the helpless because the government's not doing it. So I I just think it's interesting as a Christian that you might feel more called as a Christian, almost jump outside the system to like address a wrong. And so it's scary to leave the door open to like, yeah, God's, okay with a vigilantism <laughs> just see that going really terribly <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's just like justice is a hard motivation to have and it's in its pure form like it, it it gets so easily emotionally compromised where you're no longer dealing justice but you're just dealing revenge or anger or whatever mm-hmm. i think that like uh, everyone is supposed to look out for other people you see something going down in front of you you should probably get involved hmm. in in terms of like if there was an actual edmonton vigilante and he wasn't like a wingnut murderer i'd have i'd have trouble condemning hmm. him i think there there are edmonton vigilantes dun 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 <laughs> who are they the creep catchers of course the okay that was that's that makes my heart sad go ahead Tanner, <laughs> tell us about okay it. i'll explain um creep catchers as far as i can tell it is a grassroots canadian movement i i know it exists in other countries but it's, it's these groups and there's one in, based in edmonton i think the original one is in calgary there's one in surrey so the city next to me but It's just groups of mostly men who are just concerned about pedophiles. So what they do is they go online and they pretend to be 13-year-old girls or whatever. And they offer to meet up for sex with these people. When they do, when these people come, these, you know, 30-year-old guys or whatever, show up, 
they bring a camera and they say their name and they say, you're done, bud. I caught you. You're a perv. You're done, you came bud. Here yeah. For a 13... yeah. <laughs> that's and, why it's um, Canadian. You know it's Canadian. Well, that's like their slogan or whatever is you're done, bud. Um, <laughs> so Daredevil yells before he takes it. You're done, bud. <laughs> hey, bud, you're done. <laughs> and so they're like – and then they post the videos to YouTube and these, these videos get like 20,000 views. Yeah. And pretty much that person, they're not charged with a crime. There's no violence that happens. It's just public shaming. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's your name and here's your face. And you're probably going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be alienated from your community. Like, mm-hmm. you are going to be shamed for this. And it's going to stick because it's on the internet. And this this is what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all over. And I don't know. What do you guys think about that? This exposed, when I watched that, it exposed... One of the, the main problems that I have with the punitive system is that the, the labels and the identity, like, for a guy to be labeled a pedophile is, like, we th- we attribute that to the most disgusting thing that you can do. And that if if we want to have – if we want to raise up nationalism then and loyalty, like, find a common enemy, and an easy common enemy is a pedophile. And when you label someone like that, there's no room for I what, think, what I think is the Christian understanding of – um, how to deal with justice, and that's restoration. When you label someone, then that shaming happens, and they're ostracized, and they can't—they're—they're they're not human anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, the, instead of just committing an act a few times that was silly, like we all commit r- really weird and wrong acts, they are identified as that, and it just—you can't take it off. Yeah. Oh, that like it, like I get why they do that. I get that they want to protect kids. What a noble thing. But when you come up and run with a, a camera in a guy's face, you are you're hoping that they, they they get provoked. This one of the I watched one of them that Tanner showed us is uh, a guy ended up he got a he got a Tim Hortons ice cap <laughs> and ended up throwing at the at the creep catchers because he was it's just like well of course he's going to because you're provoking you're provoking him and you want to get a rise out of him so that it's a media thing too that you can get a lot of views and oh. Systems upon systems of brokenness instead of restoration. Hmm. Dave, what do you think? I think I'd mostly agree with Jack. It's it's hard because in, in this specific case, like those people showed up to actually, like like it's not it's not a. It is catching people red-handed, it's essentially. Preve- and it's preventative. It's, but it's, it is. It's like, no, it's you actually are guilty of this. this. Well, I guess minority report might differ. Degre- <laughs> disagree. But, but like, well, there's the whole, like, entrapment thing of, like, how much did you lure them into it? Yeah. Bait and stuff, right. But I, I agree with mm-hmm. Jack that it's, like, it's not the... I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that amount of shame... Uh, I think it's sad on just it's just sad on both sides. Sad yeah. that someone would want to do that to another human, and sad that we rip this human's humanity because of an act that. How it's about definitely you, a hard one, right? That's like there's like this special exemption in all of our minds. You can be as awful as you want to pedophiles. Yeah, totally. and you can you can say like they should be shot, they should be put in prison for mm. life with no parole. Like you can say and do whatever you want with a pedophile because like they're below human. Mm. Finally, this is true evil. If there is any evil, this right, is the most exactly. justified Right, exactly. If there's true evil ever. out there, yeah. that's exactly right. You said that so well mm-hmm. that it's 
everything else is nuanced and maybe it's because of poverty and oh i don't know but yeah, like right. this is just like you are just the slimiest creature of all time mm. and so even if people get caught by the justice system like they go on a list for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. yeah and every time they move into a neighborhood the community is alerted yeah that that person lives near their neighborhood oh yeah yeah you can get apps where you can see where those people are oh, in your neighborhood just to like that person will be shamed for the rest of their life. And I also know one or two people who have been convicted of this kind of stuff and who are recovering from that right now. The the thing that sickens me about the creep catchers videos is that it some of I remember somebody shared it on my Facebook one from Edmonton and I was like, "What is this?" Hmm. So I watched it and the guy just seemed like the guy they caught just seemed like he was obviously a disturbed person. Mm. Like there was some kind of mental illness there or something. Yeah. Like the people they're catching are not just like upright lawyers who are like living double lives. They're like really, really pitiable creatures mm. that they're catching. These people, like there has been a case, um, I think it was in Calgary uh, somebody committed suicide like six months after being exposed by one of those videos. Yeah. In the UK, a group of teen vigilantes got the wrong man and stabbed an innocent guy. Oh they my. didn't just confront him. They oh beat him my. up and stabbed him and killed him. When I think about that, a part of me becomes very thankful that we on our own can't determine what true justice is. Because then we would end up doing the corollary of true retribution. And then, like, even if even if those kids in the UK did find the true person, that they caught the person who was doing um, pedophiliac stuff, like, at the end of it, once his pulse is gone, it's still like, oh, shoot. Like, that was a human. And then, like, although they were the most justified yeah. in doing that. And that's why I'm just like, I'm so glad that we shouldn't determine what justice is. Your thoughts, Dave? The, the creep catchers thing, I can't, I'm having trouble aligning it with how Jesus would act towards the people. Mm. It's not a, here, let me ruin the rest of your life. I don't know. There's just, there's just so much mercy coming from Jesus and as an extension should be coming from his followers, I think. I think that we're just way too privileged. I don't know what crime is. I never encountered it. I'm way too fortunate to understand the concept of like, I've actually been affected by people needing certain things that they can have in neighborhoods and willing to break laws to get it. So I'm, I probably can't actually speak to any of this topic with real sincerity because. Right. I wonder how much our perspective would change on vigilantism with uh, deep injustice. I mean, in the movies, there's super villains. Yeah, so that's you, true you too. You need superheroes. To, and also the cops in movies suck. Like they're just useless bumbling and in the pockets of the bad guys yeah anyways. corrupt and aren't they <laughs> oh, yeah, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that whole time that you were trying to get me to say god like calls vigilantes i was just thinking <laughs> about uh in arrested development when job's telling the reporter and don't you edit this so it sounds like oh, i killed <laughs> <laughs> goes to the nude newscast i killed so and so I'm gonna like splice together just different things you've said in this episode and send it to your father. Oh, just good. watch him, this blood boil. Yeah. I don't know. Do, have you? Have you, Tanner? You are not the host this time, so you can't avoid making decisive hmm. 
final statements? I I just I think I would conclude that vigilantism is not okay, but I hate that. Like mm. something yeah. actually revolts inside me when I think about being the kind of person not okay with vigilantes. I just think of all the negative examples, right? I think about the creep catchers who I really don't appreciate. Yeah, mm. yeah I want to hold out somehow against logic. I want to believe this is an awesome thing. Yeah. Please, please, world, show me a great vigilante. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think it comes down to police is the system that we we built and put our trust in, and like we equip them and train them. They they understand how to deal with situations. They understand what's going to happen and how to react. And vigilantes, like, they aren't like batman or if they are they're like the early batman who goes out and makes tons of mistakes right mm. like like they're just people who are they're trying to do a good thing but they they don't actually know what they're doing probably yeah i i want like uh, yeah my answer is i want to leave the door open to the possibility that i become a vigilante one day mm-hmm. <laughs> so i yeah. can't could i think if i found a cause that i believed in enough booyah like we all have a civil duty do we, Tanner? In some way. Do like, we? <laughs> yes. Do we? <laughs> well, is citizen's arrest legal? Yeah, it's a, it's legal. This is what I was talking about earlier about police know what to do. Like, if you don't arrest someone properly, it can be thrown out. Or, like, there's there's just so many things yeah. you have to do. And, and police know. Right. They understand, like, level of acceptable force. Citizen's arrest is legal, but you have to be very careful of how you do it and and the one big thing is you you basically have to catch them in the act like you can't witness a crime and then see the guy later okay wait wait wait. can you be charged for not intervening i don't think so it's like giving cpr to someone like you're... well that's what i was about to say with right. first aid it's almost vigilanteism as in like there's no trained professional at the scene yeah and therefore citizens step in but you, I don't. Th- can you be charged in any context with CPR if you don't do it? I don't think so. I don't think you're legally. Or if you you're don't legally help bound. somebody. No, you're not legally bound. I know Ryan Dupuis a firefighter, and he's like, I'm not legally obligated to do anything if I'm not on duty. But you're obligated by God to do something, right? Yeah, but the law wouldn't hold you accountable to it. Right, right, okay. So not the law, but God's law. I think God's so law. So might. You're not going to be charged. If you don't make a citizen's arrest, like when the lady's purse gets stolen and the robber's running, if you don't chase after it, there's no arrest no. for you. No. Except what about God's law? Wouldn't God's law say if you don't run after him, like you need to confess that later because that's a sin? Yeah, probably. If you I knew mean, the good you ought to do That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is exactly my argument about why Christians should be more vigilantes than ever. Hmm. Because we, like, actually believe, like, God will hold you accountable for not doing the good. Yeah, but you don't go patrolling the streets and looking for the wrong. It's when it comes across you. But that's just proactive. I, th- I think that's one. <laughs> I, th- I think that is one part of it. The other part of it is simply just what you what we think when people say vigilante. They think, yeah, what daredevil. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go beat. I'm going to go punch I'm the I'm looking for something. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dish the pain. Do we, do we have anything else? No, I think I'm good. Do I rest? So what was your firm opinion, Jackson? In my world, it's absurd. In a person's world who's actually been affected by it, somehow it makes sense. 
I think that it can be done right. And and more than just in a theoretical sense. Like I think it actually Ooh. like like people always say like theoretically it could be done but it but it actually can't. I think it could be done right. <laughs> but at the same time I also don't really expect it to be done right. Like it, it's 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 one step up of that. Right. Uh, right. You know what's so great is that true vigilantes are impervious to your criticism. Yeah. Exactly. Like they listen to these podcasts to get pumped up before <laughs> they go <laughs> knock some heads together. <laughs> They just like, Good. Mm, give me some more, feed this to me. Because they get something from a belief that the city doesn't appreciate them. Oh, they love and it. And yet they protect it. Like, oh, it's the best. They like, love it. We are yeah. just fuel for their fire. Maybe that's why we're doing this. You don't belong out there. You're a danger to everybody else. Vigilantes. <laughs> You'll never amount to anything. <laughs> get off the streets. Your third grade teacher was right about you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ouch. Toss and shade at <laughs> teachers, Dan. That got a little too personal. <laughs> well, I don't know if I remained the host for the entire uh, episode. It's usually how it goes. Oh, Dave, but, you did great. Uh, I loved it, yeah. Our listeners can grab whatever spandex they have, <laughs> strap it on. Remember to buy your costume in bulk. That's what Batman taught us, so they don't they yes. don't suspect anything. <laughs> you have to buy a thousand of them so no one knows it's you. And uh, get out on the street. Do your service. Do Go, your service. Phoenix oh Jones. <laughs> well, I don't know how to end this thing. But uh, that's all for Desiring Brethren for today. Mm. Uh, I'm David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. I am a silent watcher. <laughs> <laughs>